You're listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 87. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. All right. So... A couple things. First off, we'll start with a little bit of housekeeping here. For any of you who are in the Maryland area or around Aboutsish, we do have an event coming up completely unrelated to the topic of this live, but we like putting it out there for people anyways. And it is our kinky sex positive New Year's Eve party that we do in the Baltimore area. It's the only non-educational event thing that we currently do anymore, but we've been doing it for years and we have a good time, so we're still running it. This year, it's NOLA-themed, so bring on your sugar skulls and paint your faces and or, you know, do your jazz wear, but all things NOLA, or just show up and have your uh, your Mardi Gras beads and that be it. So, you know, it uh, should be a lot of fun. We have some demos coming out to to have some, some cool things to see, and uh, we're pretty excited to watch the ball drop with all the fine, kinky people that come out to our our event. So, yeah. So if that's yeah. something that you're interested in, you can go to a touch of forward slash N Y E for new year's Eve. And also I'll put a link here as well for people. For those of you who don't know, if you're listening to this as a podcast, go to our Facebook page. Uh, it's a touch of flavor. Make sure that you like us, join our Facebook group, uh, which you can get the link from, from our Facebook page. With that being said, I have a question. Do you feel a spark? Do you feel that magic in your relationship with your partner? Do you feel that now? Is that something that you still feel? Do you still feel that spark? You still feel that fire? You still feel that chemistry in your relationship with your partner? How does that compare to when you first met? So if I say, hey, yeah, I still feel a spark. I still feel, you know, chemistry with Cassie. Okay. How does that compare to when you first met? The topic for today has to do with connection. It has to do with the spark, that connection, that love, that spark that we feel with our partner. And we want to talk about how important that is, how important that connection, how important that spark is, how we lose that. We'll talk about that, like why that diminishes, why that sometimes goes away, how we lose that. And most importantly, we're going to talk about how to get that back and how to keep it strong. That's where we're going tonight. People come to us with all kinds of different challenges, right? We talk to all kinds of different people. We hear all kinds of different problems that people are facing. But if there is one thing, one thing that everybody who we talk to wants, everybody that we talk to wants more of, everybody that we talk to wants to keep, doesn't matter what other challenges they're facing, what else they're looking for, Everybody wants to feel more connected with their partners, right? 
And we, we hear these comments all the time when we're talking to people. I like to say that I hear the word connection about 10 times a day. And the thing is, is that's just the word connection, but it also shows up in other ways, right? It's the spark isn't there anymore, or we've fallen out of love, or we just don't feel like we're, we have that synergy or that energy that we had. It might be, we feel like we're just roommates or- We hear that one a lot. Like we just, we're just, we're just basically roommates now, Yeah. right? We're, we were in love and now we're just roommates. A new one that we've been hearing a lot is we're living parallel lives. Like we're, we're living these parallel lives next to each other, but we're not intersecting like we used to. Yeah. I like that one a lot, actually. I've been, I have been hearing more of that lately. I don't know mm -hmm. what it is. I don't know where that's, where that's coming from. But I that's, think it's more in the polypop culture. I, but. Maybe, <laughs> but right. And here's the thing, whatever the phrasing, whatever the, the way that you're saying it, we're talking about connection. We're talking, you know, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people talk to this about loving your partner versus being in love with your partner. Right. It's, you know, I still, I still love them. I mean, we've, we've been together for 10 years and, you know, and I care for them and I, I want to see them do well and I love them, but I'm not in love with them anymore. Right. And that's, that's the connection. And the fact of the matter is many of us, we just don't have the same amount of connection that we used to. We don't have the amount of connection in our relationships that we want. And, you know, some of us, uh, we, we don't have any, right? Some of the people we talk to, they're like, it's, we're roommates. It's gone. I mean, we're, we're here. We live together. We co-parent. We co-parent. We have kids. Maybe we even have sex once in a while. But, you know, I mean, it's, eh, right? And it's it's unfortunate because, and the thing I will add is, Many of these folks didn't start off that way, right? I don't think most of us start off that way. I don't think any of us start off yeah. that way. And it's a shame because they go from, you know, having these relationships that they look back on where they're remembering and wanting and being like, that's the dream that we had and that was the thing we had and now it's not there. And that's the only thing I wanted to add to that is no. it's a shame because it becomes like a daily regret. It becomes something where it almost feels like it was like a different reality. Like it's not even something that's there or possibly there anymore. Yeah, I want to I add on that because you said you don't think, you know, many of us started there, but I don't think any of us started there, right? This is not what anybody signs up for. Nobody goes into a relationship like, yeah, I'm going to go into this relationship and we're going to, we're going to kind of be cordial with each other and share a house and, you know, have a couple kids and really not want to be around each other very much, you know? Uh, yeah, let's do that. That sounds amazing. Like, let's let's tolerate each other. That's what I want. I want to tolerate each other. I want a partner I'll tolerate long-term, right? That's not what any of us go into a relationship. Like, like we go into a relationship head over heels in love, full of NRE, you know, feeling super connected, hands all over each other. Like, that's what we want. And we want to keep some level of that. None of us sign up for tolerable. And that's not where we want to be. And let's talk about why it happens. Though. Like, what are the reasons that, that this happens? What are the reasons that we wind up in this place? There's a number of, let, let's talk about the myths around this and why this happens, right? So, you know, a lot of people think that it's, this is just a natural phenomenon, right? But this is just what happens as relationships progress. You start off in love and and relationships go and gradually you fall out of it. And that's just life. 
And it's sort of a cultural thing, right? Like we we see like grandparents who they sit in their rockers next to each other and all they do is grouch at each other and they don't really want to spend time to each other. They, they're doing everything they can not to be around each other. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's what old people who have been together for a long time do. It's just the kind of thing that happens to relationships, right? And, and that's kind of the belief that we have. And it's even like seated in vanilla culture. Like this is not a poly thing. This is not a polyamorous thing. This is this is a pretty common thing that we see in vanilla culture, like in TV shows. Like if you watch like Married with Children or Roseanne or Name It, you see the the couple who's been together for however many years. They've got the teenage kids, and they basically just. And I like the word that you tolerate. use. Tolerate. Tolerate each other's It existence. wasn't a word that was in the lesson, but it's the word we're going to use. <laughs> yeah. And they, they kind of just tolerate. And they get stuff done. They handle the house. They handle the message. And we all laugh because the, the things get done, but the relationship sucks. And that's why we're laughing. But we've accepted this as sort of like the norm, right? That we're just not going to stay in love. We're, we're going to get to a point where really what our relationship about is about is just kind of getting things done and and being together. It's not about being one together. It's about just being together in the same space. And you have to think, right? I'm not going to go way down the rabbit hole of like beliefs and why they're important. But if this is your belief, if your belief is just that, oh, yeah, it's just what happens with relationships. Well, how, how does that serve you? What options does that leave you, right? So I see kind of three offhand. Uh, well, four, I guess. One is to leave. Um, that would be one. One is to suck it up and just, you know, tolerate it, right? Which isn't great for reasons that we'll dive more into as we go. And the second option that you have if you're polyamorous, maybe if you're not polyamorous, but it's not an option you should be doing, is to find new <laughs> partners, right? And this is actually, I'll, I'll step out of polyamory for a minute. Like this is kind of that... This is that affair that you see in the vanilla world all the time, right? Of like the the tired old relationship and the the affair that isn't even really that much about the sex, right? But it's just because we feel that connection. We feel in love. That person at work makes me feel really excited about myself and my partner never does anymore. And, you know, and we can we can sit here and kind of poke fun the monogamous world a little bit. But there's the polyamorous version of this too, right? And the polyamorous version of this is, oh, it's acceptable and I'm just going to go find new partners. Like, uh, basically, you know, we have my relationship and my relationship's been around for, you know, six, seven years and it's gotten stale and that's how relationships go. And so what you do is you go out and you find a new partner. Uh, and here's here's the problem with that, right? I'll tell you a little story about somebody that I talked to not too long ago. Um, I talked to this person and I talked to them and I talked to their partner and kind of had this conversation where, you know, they felt really disconnected. Like they've been together a long time. They had kids together and, you know, a house and all that house stuff. And the relationship had really just become kind of like the uh, work, right? And it was just it was just work, you know, to get through the day and get through life. And it was just kind of the thing that they did. And, you know, they're like, you know, not really feeling the spark. Right. And uh, I said, what, what are you going to do? And they said, well, we're going to go out and find some new partners and there'll be a spark. And I said, yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll be NRE. That's what NRE is. NRE is a thing. But don't you think that if you have never learned with your partner that you've been with for years how to 
you know, rebuild a spark, how to keep that spark going in your relationship, how to keep that connection. What do you think is going to happen to this other partner in six months when that gets boring? Like when the newness wears off, when you're not in NRE anymore, how connected are you going to feel? Right? You're going to wind up with the same thing. Then you got to go find another relationship. So I hope it goes without saying that, don't get me wrong, NRE is great. I love NRE. I think a lot of us that are poly love NRE, right? I mean, it's 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 an amazing place to be. But if you're looking for NRE purely because you can't keep connection in your relationships. You can't cultivate it. You can't cultivate it. You can't keep it going. You can't get it back when it's gone. Uh, you're going to leave a trail of unhappy relationships behind you. So the other common belief false belief that we have is this idea that if connection isn't there, well, it just shouldn't be, right? And this goes back to a belief that time and time again, we challenge, you probably have heard us say it, which is this idea of like love being enough, right? Like if, if I was going to love you, or if we were going to feel in love, it would just be there, right? And this, the, the problem with this is it's, we don't apply this anywhere else, right? We don't say, oh, well, if I wanted to feel this way, it would just be that way, right? Like if I if I wanted to feel happy, I would just be happy. Well, well, no, like you have to do things to create that, right? You have to take the steps to get there. If, uh, you know, if I want to feel excited, well, I, I, I need to do exciting things. We have to take those steps. And it comes kind of to this point where we start believing this this idea that, well, if it's just going to be what it is, and if it isn't what it needs to be, then it's not enough and that's just the way it is, then we don't have to strive, right? It kind of puts us to a point where we don't actually have to do anything to change that. Yeah, going back to this idea of what you said of, you know, if it's not there, it shouldn't be. Like, okay, we don't feel connected. Like, well, we, we were supposed to, we'd feel connected, right? If if the spark was there, the spark would be there. And it's circular reasoning, but it's how a lot of us think. And I think a lot of it comes from this kind of like nebulous definition we have around the word love. I think most of us don't give a lot of thought to what that is. Like when we say we're in love with a partner, like what actually makes that up? And when we're just kind of like, oh, I mean, I don't know. It's love. Love is love. And I don't feel love. So therefore there's no love. So we don't love it, it, right? You get to this kind of circular place with it. And either way, you know, whether it's, oh, it's just natural or it's, you know, for us to get less connected or it's, oh, you know, it's if we're supposed to be connected, we will be right. That's not something you make happen. It's just it's how it is. Like when you're connected with somebody, you're connected. Those are both really fatalistic points of views. They're both, oh, I, I can't do anything about this. Like, oh, well. Right. And uh, and if that's a position you take, well, then, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Right. You're, you're making your own reality here. If you're like, oh, yeah, I, I can't do anything about it we're just going to be unhappy, then yeah, you're just going to be unhappy and you're just going to be out of love. Because here's the thing. You will fall out of love, right? Why, Cassie? Why? Why? Because it happens. Uh, and why else? As far as, you know, love is, is, love is something that is, you know, fluctuating, right? It's something that has to be maintained. It's not something that is stagnant. So you will fall out of love if you're not doing things about it, if you're not maintaining it. It's like anything else where we want to have the benefits of keeping something going. We have to keep doing the work to do so. And here's the thing. Like this becomes, I think this is maybe the most dangerous thing about this. 
is that this becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? When we sit in this place where we feel disconnected from our partner, we feel we don't feel the spark. We feel like we're just roommates and we sit in that place and we don't do anything to change it. Well, the longer we sit there, the more true it becomes, right? Because a lot of this is tied to our feelings. Like this feeling of connection is a feeling. And if we're not nurturing that and we just let it sit. So, you know, say I'm in a position that uh, we're, we're not feeling connected and I don't do anything about it. Well, the longer we don't feel connected, the less connected we will be. And eventually it will get to that place. It will get to that place where we are just roommates. It will get to that place where... Uh, you know, maybe it's it's not even worth staying together anymore, right? Uh, because we're just, we're living parallel lives. And, you know, that's something to recognize about this is when you find yourself in this place and you find yourself in a place of, we don't feel love, we don't feel connection, we're out of love, we don't feel the spark. The longer you let that sit and you don't do anything about that, the more true that will become for you. Well, and that's because our actions follow how we believe about things. And it starts to have this loss of identity in our relationships, right? So when we start believing something and we start every day sort of like rehashing that, we start to lose who we are in our relationship, right? We we drop away from being the partner or the wife to being the roommate. We move away from being the person who's in love to being that person who has to go home and begrudgingly. Yes. <laughs> So it, we, 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 we turn to being that identity, right? And that makes it harder for us to then start seeing the future, for us to start planning and doing the things that would make us happy, right? So if I'm in this place of, you know, I'm just the roommate, well, that's really hard for me to connect to like going on an amazing cruise with you and, and spending a weekend and us, you know, having amazing, wonderful sex that doesn't click, right? So we start to lose the identity that we want to be. We end up falling into being this other this other person because that's what we embody, because we keep going back to kind of like that round and round of, of saying that to ourselves. And like I said, the longer you go down this road, the harder it gets to pull back out of it. And, and eventually it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And like I said, you know, uh, none of us signed up for this. This isn't what any of us want in our relationships. And we as a general rule, if we're in a relationship where we're not connected with our partner, this is a relationship that we're not happy in, right? At best, we're tolerating it. There's always downsides to having a partner. There's always those things about that person that, you know, the grates on us a little bit, those places that we don't click. Very few of us are going to put up with somebody forever and put up with those things day to day that we're not connected with, right? Uh, it's why you don't see people usually who are like roommates for 15 years. And, you know, like I said, it, it's... If it's a relationship we're not feeling connected in, it isn't a relationship that we're, we're overly happy about. And eventually, yeah, eventually if we stay there and we don't change it, like I said, we do become roommates. We do start living parallel lives. And for a lot of people, eventually it gets to a place where it's like, why am I here? You know, I, I, I'd i be happier doing something else. You know, we talked on one of our lives a little bit ago. I think it might have been the Screaming Resilience one that we did last where we talked about, you know, like that point at which you start imagining what would life be like without this person? What what would life be like if I was able to go put all my time and energy into a relationship where I was more connected, right? How much better would that be? And, you know, when a relationship gets to that point, we're about a half a step away from going split. So, you know, it, it's, it's really important to not fall into this fatalistic point of view that, oh, we can't do anything about this. 
Like, this is just how it is. And just like let ourselves run down that path to misery. It's important that we actually realize that, no, it this isn't our control. Feeling connected, feeling in love, like this is something that we can build. It's not a word. Like love isn't a word. We talked earlier about, oh, it's this nebulous word. But love's not a word. It's a, it's a state that we create with each other. Um, Tony Robbins, not somebody I follow a ton, but he has a quote in one of his things that I was listening to a while ago where he says, and I'm, I'm kind of off the cuffing this here, but basically some of the extent of if you do the same things at the end of a relationship that you did in the beginning, there won't be an end to the relationship, right? And I love and hate that quote, and I'll, I'll talk a little later about what I dislike about it. But there is actually at the core a lot of truth to that. I really want you to stop and think for a minute. If you were doing the exact same things, behaving in the exact same way towards your partner that you did when you first got together and they were behaving that exact same way towards you, do you really think you wouldn't feel connected? Do you really think you wouldn't feel in love? When I talk to folks, you know, I I ask this question most of the time when I talk to folks. And, and, and that's because connection comes up in almost every conversation. But I ask, you know, what are the things that made you feel connected that you're now not getting, right? What are the things that used to make you feel that way? Because it's not just as, you know, you just said this nebulous thing. There, there's things that make it up, right? So what made you feel that way? And a lot of times we hear very similar things, maybe different words, but it's it's all very similar stuff, which one is feeling validated and feeling heard in your relationship, right? Like, I want to feel heard. I want to feel validated. Uh, a lot of stuff around quality time. Time gets brought up all the time. <laughs> as far as, you know, we used to spend good times together and, and, and really enjoy the time that we had and we did the things that made us feel connected and good. The intimacy was different, whether that's physical touch or sex or both, probably both. But the intimacy and how that uh, those interactions were different, whether it was more frequent, you know, more patience, uh, more experimental, all of the different things. But intimacy is very, very different. Those are things that come up quite often. And you know, it's funny. I love one of the things I love about teaching is like I have like different mental models of things that come up as we're teaching. And really when you get down to it, so, so then what is connection? What is love? Right. In the context of what we just talked about. So when you look at it that way, connection and love, it's kind of a meta skill, right? It's something that appears when you have the other skills that you need in your relationship, when you have the ability to have conversations where people feel heard and they feel validated, when you're able to hammer out agreements that work for people and people are getting their needs met as far as things like quality time. When, you know, because things are going smoothly, you're able to have more intimacy because you're feeling closer because you're not arguing all the time, right? And you've you got time, time to together <laughs> and now you're getting more intimate and you're, you know, you're, I, intimate is such a clean word for me to use. Now you're able to fuck like bunnies. There we go. That's better. <laughs> yeah. So really when you look at it that way, when you talk about connection, like I said, it's a meta skill. It's it's a skill, the skill of, of staying connected, the skill of staying in love. It is a skill. It's something you can learn. And it comes from picking up the other skills that you need to keep your relationship strong, to keep them healthy, to get people's needs met, to get time handled, to have people be feeling heard. And 
That means that if you put the skill and the effort in, you can rebuild a connection, right? You can, uh, even if you're in a place now where you're like, man, like that fire's just gone, that spark is just gone. Because that thing of being connected, of being in love, because that's a skill, because that's a set of habits, a set of interactions that you put into place with each other, that's something that you can get back. And it's also something that if you pick those skills up ahead of time, that you can actually keep that connection from disappearing in the first place. You can keep that passion going even after the NRE phase. You can keep that intimacy going. You can keep that feeling of not just loving your partner, but being in love. You can keep that with the right set of skills and the right set of tools and a decent amount of effort, right? So we had uh, M, M and her partner, who had a lot of issues in their relationship where she did not feel validated. She felt like she could not, you know, be heard. Um, and, you know, anything that she said was naysayed or kind of, you know, pushed off. And she felt like because of that, she wasn't getting things like um, – her, like the needs that she had as far as like conversations and, and the needs that she had as far as like feeling close, right? And I'm using these words because all of these things go back to that connection, right? She wanted to feel close. She wanted to feel validated. She wanted to feel heard. And one of the issues that they had was that they really fell away from being in a state of being in love with each other, right? It was, we kind of handle the stuff at the house and at best, we tolerated each other. And business partners. They were business partners. They worked for the same company. They, you know, his company and, and they both, you know, ran it together. And basically they <laughs> navigated everything just getting things done, right? Just getting things done. And what they found was that after they got to a place of being able to sort through <laughs> having conversations in a way where she could feel heard and also on his side. So I'm going to you know, flip that a little bit. He always felt like he was listening and she just didn't care what he was saying. And <laughs> so just to give the other perspective, but we got them to a place where he felt like, you know, what he said mattered to her and she felt like sh she was being heard. And because they were able to put those tools into place, they were able to put just that good communication into place. They were able to get to a place where they also started having those needs that weren't getting met with her not feeling heard and his need for wanting to feel like his partner actually, you know, cared about his opinions and things like that. And they got to a place where not only were they, you know, in a better place with him having partners and him going out and having dates and things like that, but in a place with themselves where now they were more excited, they were having more sex, which is true. She talked about that in her testimonial and were able to like, find the time, they found the time to do these things and to actually go out and try some new kinky stuff and try some threesomes and things like that. They got to do all kinds of like fun and interesting things together because they weren't arguing all the time. And what they were really arguing about underneath it all was that feeling of being disconnected. Yeah. So like I said, being in love, it's not this nebulous thing you can't do anything about. It's not uh, this fatalistic, you know, oh, it, it is what it is. It, it's a set of habits, it's a set of interactions, and it's something that you can put in place. And part of that putting in place is usually developing some other relationship skills along the way. But the great news here, right, and, you know, it might be some people listening to this who are like, uh, oh, it sounds like work. Um, 
Well, the good news is that means that if you're willing to do that work, even if you're in a place of feeling disconnected and feeling out of love, you can get that back, right? You can get back to a place of like having your hands all over your partner. You can get back to a place of having sex like dirty, wonderful, amazing, dirty sex to me is the best sex. Like (laughs) regularly, like you can get back to a place where you want to spend time with your partner instead of kind of like maybe tolerating them being around or maybe finding reasons not to be around, you know, and, and really just get back to a place like being in love, having that feeling of connection, having that feeling of being, I want to say part of a team. That's not even really it. It's having that closeness. Yeah. Right. So you can do that. And, you know, the, the other great thing about that, too, is so much of the time, the reason that are kind of one of the last straws, right? Like kind of one of the last things to go where relationships, people wind up giving up on relationships is that they've just felt out of love for so long. And, you know, by building that feeling of connection with your partner, you can really secure your relationship in a way that it's hard to do otherwise. You can really get to a point where if you're if you're connected with your partner, you know, there's more grace. Like there's more grace there when stuff does go wrong, right? When you have that feeling of being in love and being close and being passionate, that overcomes some of those those bumps that come through in everyday life. And all you have to do to realize this is to think back when your relationship first started, when you were in an RE and all the like stupid shit your partner did and all the stuff that went wrong and look at how that went versus how stuff's handled now when it goes wrong, right? Or now when somebody gets on your nerves. And, you know, this, this kind of goes back to this Tony Robbins quote again. And I'm going to just to touch on it, right? Like if you do the same things at the end of your relationship that you did in the beginning, there won't be an end. And that's the part of that quote that I really like because it is absolutely true. Now, the thing that I don't like, and it's actually not a part of the quote, and I told you I'd get to this, so I'm going to get there now, uh, has to do with how easy that quote makes it sound to do that. And I'm certainly not saying that. Yeah, it's true that, you know, if you do the same things, the same, uh, yeah, right, that's true. But this is definitely one of those simple but not easy things, right? Yeah, that, that's a really simple concept and it's it's pithy and it fits well in a sentence and it's true. But I, I certainly don't want to give the impression that that's something that is that easy, right? To just, oh yeah, so you just do it. Simple enough, right? You just do the, the same things, right? It can, especially if we're in a place where we're disconnected, it, it does take a lot of work. It can take a lot of work not can, does, take a lot of work to get from that point of like, you know, the years that it's taken to get here of feeling disconnected and feeling out of touch and feeling that that spark's gone to getting back to a place of being madly in love. Like that takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. And on top of that, as I was saying, like it's not always just a case of, hey, let's think back to the habits that worked back then and put them into place now right? A, because, you know, we all change and life changes. Uh, But B, because as I said, like a lot of times it's almost a meta skill, right? Like there's other skills that play into that. There's other parts of our relationships that we, we have to uh, build up, that we have to improve to let that happen, right? So, you know, maybe we have to learn how to communicate in a way where I feel heard. Maybe we have to learn uh, 
how to have conversations where we're not screaming at each other all the time, right? Maybe we have to learn to be able to figure out how to handle our time so that we actually have time around each other. We actually have time that feels like quality time, right? That feels like connective time for us because that's not even the same thing as just spending time together. It isn't easy, but it is it is absolutely doable. If you want to feel more connected, work on getting back to that place. Work on getting back to that place of looking at, you know, what are those things? What are those things that made you feel connected that you're not getting, right? What are those things that back when you were madly in love, when you felt connected, what are those things that you're not getting anymore? And how can you get them into place in your life so that you can start feeling connected again, right? So go do that. And if you're sitting here and you're in a place of like, man, like, uh, you know, like, like stuff so far gone, I don't even see a way from point A to point B, right? Like I... Uh, we're so disconnected. I, I have no idea. Like, like that's great. I understand that's what we need to do, but I don't know how to get back. Right. Or, you know, uh, we definitely have a lot of other skills that we need to rebuild, you know, in order to, to be able to do that. Like we need to figure out how to sort time. We need to figure out how to feel heard, how to feel validated. We need to figure out how to, how to not be yelling at each other. Like, uh, that's all stuff that we need to do. You know, we need to get back to a place of actually enjoying time with each other before we can even get there. And if you're in a place where you can't even recognize that what skills you need either, Mm. if you're at a place where you're going, I don't even know what I need to fix X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So, you know, if that's a place that you find yourselves in, you're like, yeah, you're right. I want to get back in love with my partner or I want to keep things from getting bad, you know, but I just, I don't see the path. I don't see the path from A to B. Set up a call. We'll do a free call with you. We can talk through it, kind of see where that's falling through in the relationship now and what the steps are that you need to take to get back to that place of being in love and being connected and being in love and having the spark, right? Uh, and if that's something you want to do, you can go to uh, atouchofflavor.com forward slash call, okay? And uh, see our calendar, book a call. And, uh, you know, we'll be happy to talk with you and help you to figure that out, all right? Okay, we actually do have a question. Here we go. Does the spark being gone equal the love being gone? Well, I think that comes down to your definition of love. I think what most people refer to as not necessarily love, because people use love, even a lot of the people that we're talking to feel really disconnected. They use love. Like, well, we're still, we still love Love each each other, other, but we're not in love, right? So I would say that I don't think that the spark or, you know, spark connection chemistry uh, whatever you want to call it. I don't think that that is, you can't have love without the spark, right? But I do think that you're not in love without the spark. I think that those are words that are used really kind of the same way for most people. And I will take that a step further. I think it's, you don't feel in love, yeah. right? Because being in love is more of a feeling. Uh, I love somebody is more of an action. Like I love you. I want to take care of you. Whereas feeling in love is a feeling and a lot of folks feel don't don't feel like they're in love when they don't have that spark anymore. They they love someone, but they don't feel in love. And I'll add, you know, just again, I'll specify this, right? And for most people, that feeling of just I love you, and that's that's in the sense of like, I love my child and I love my sister you know, and my, my, my sister. Maybe I love my sister who I don't get along with that well. You know, for most people, that isn't enough to sustain that relationship. Like I said, that's not it's not what they signed up for, right? They didn't they didn't sign up just for that, right? 
All right, folks. So with that, it's been wonderful talking to you. And we will catch you around on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1.